So Happy New Year and uh, thank you Mark and Gabe for the, asking me and the privilege to be able to speak to, to you today, to the Life Changes community, wherever you're watching from and at the start of a new year. Uh, before I get to my message today, I just want to uh, take a bit of time to honor Mark and Cans and to uh, Gabe and Fiona and you, the Life Changes community, uh, just for the incredible job you guys are doing as a church. And I know it hasn't always been easy the last few years, uh, navigating pandemics and you know church closures and people's struggles and all of that. But I just want to honor you and especially to, to Veeps and to Gabe, just for the way you guys are, your positivity, your heart, always running towards the people, running towards the pain. Um, I think that life changes. You are a remarkable church. Uh, you know, we say at Grace that prevention is always better than intervention. And, and of course, I know that you guys have, have intervened in your community in amazing ways, into your city. And I think Cape Town is a better city because of you. Uh, I know you've done incredible work in terms of help, support, your, your, your community, counseling, food, all of that stuff. Um, but I think what's often missed and what you might not realize is the impact that you've had preventatively. Um, I think it's impossible for us or for you to tally the heartbreak and the pain that people will not experience because of your sacrifice, because of your generosity, because of your service. And I think if we could tally that, I think you'd be, you'd be amazed. Um, I mean, I know people here in Durban who've personally been impacted by the Life Changes ministry and the difference that your church services, your environments are making in marriages, in families, in life decisions. I just think it's incredible. And so I want to say well done and I want to say keep going. Um, now, I want to start by telling you a story. Uh, a few months ago, my wife Jess and I were invited to a fancy gala dinner. And guys, we never get invited to those kinds of dinners. So we were quite excited. We got all dressed up, which meant my wife borrowed a red dress and I pulled out my trusty you know, wedding suit. Um, and we were so excited. We arrived at this fancy place. And as we were getting out the car, I heard a sound that no one wants to hear. It was an almighty rip <laughs> as my pants tore from crotch to crack. Um, in horror, I looked behind me and I looked at Jess who was getting out the car and we just looked at each other with these big eyes and we both packed out laughing. And then let me just say, I think there's a picture, but this was no small tear. This was a massive hole in my pants. I was free as a breeze, baby. <laughs> Um, anyway, we, we decided what are we going to do? We took a quick trip to the nearby Woolworths, uh, me wrapped in a blanket that we found in the boot of the car. And we walked around. I mean, in fact, we actually bumped into two of our staff uh, who work at Grace. And they were like, guys, why are you walking around Gateway with a blanket around your waist? And um, anyway, we got a new pair of pants. I got some, these were a little bit um, more stretchy, stretchy pants. I felt like Nacho Libre. And uh, in 30 minutes, we were back at the gala dinner. Uh, ready to roll. Now, all that to say, I hope your 2022 doesn't start out like that. <laughs> and I don't know what rips and holes 2020 or 2021 tore in your life, but I do know that 2022 is an opportunity to start again, to put on some new pants, some big boy or big girl pants, and enter into the party. That is the life that God has called you to, has called us to, with a renewed sense of confidence and courage. Amen. So today, I want to just take a moment to, to talk about a particular attitude, or I would say a way of approaching our walk with God that I think we need to adopt if we're to head into 2022 full of faith and ready to embrace all that God has in store for us, whatever the circumstances, whatever waves, whatever come our way. So are you ready? 
Um, I can't hear you through the screen, but I'll take it that that's a yes. Now, I don't know if you even know this, but in the 90s and the early 2000s, there was a popular term going around in church world about being seeker sensitive. And, and what that meant was if you wanted to reach people who didn't come to church as it is, you had to start a new type of worship service or change your worship service to something that would appeal to lost people. And that term lost people is kind of controversial, but it, it comes straight out of the Bible when Jesus spoke of three lost things, a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. And in every one of those stories, every time that which was lost was found, there was a cosmic celebration. And so I think the seeker-sensitive movement was really born out of the belief that lost people matter to God and therefore ought to matter to us. And, and to be honest, I love that. In fact, we still say at Grace that we want to be a church that unchurched people love to attend. And we celebrate that and we hope that we are. Unfortunately, however, over time, that term seeker-sensitive, it kind of became labeled, as so often these things do, they became labeled as compromising or watering down the truth or the gospel which I'm sure happened in some cases in some churches, but it's kind of a shame because the heart behind it, I think, was ultimately good. And it was never really about compromising the gospel at all. Anyway, all that to say, we don't really use the language of seeker-sensitive at grace, but it's not because we aren't passionate about reaching lost people, but rather because of that word seeker. You see, here's the truth. We're all seekers. We're all seekers. You see, really, there, there isn't or there shouldn't be a divide between seekers and those who've already been found. And in all honesty, I think it's that basic humility as a seeker that is so attractive to other seekers. Not the attitude that, you know, I, I already have everything that you need. Now, before I go on, let me just say someone in our church actually sent me an article by a pastor named Steve Holloway entitled, What Does It Mean to Seek God? And much of what I want to share with you today comes directly from that article. But I wanted to share it with you because I think it's really helpful, especially as we head into, you head into a new year and a new season. So let's look at this word seek. You see, the word seek appears throughout the Bible and, and often it appears as a command to God's people. Sometimes the command is to seek peace and pursue it. Sometimes it's to seek justice or to seek righteousness. But about a quarter of the time, most of the time, the command is actually to seek God. Seek God. Now think about it. That kind of meant that the people who the writers were writing to had misplaced God and needed to go looking for Him. And it kind of meant that they never knew God at all. They had been saved by Him and were called by His name. It must have meant that although they were God's people, God's presence and reality in their lives were not always obvious to them. They had to focus on God. They had to look for God in their life and in their worship. And so to seek God meant to orientate themselves to God and to pursue God over everything else. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says this, When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. I love that. And, and that line, with all your heart, it tells us something. That It tells us that love for God is not just about obedience. It's about a desire for God, a, a yearning to know God, a longing to see Him. That's what seeking is about. It's about longing, yearning, striving for something or someone that is beyond 
our knowing or, or beyond our, our human knowing, our capacity. Psalm 63, which interestingly is actually recited in, in monasteries around the world every morning, begins with this. The psalmist writes, God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Isn't that a great way to start any day? I don't know if, you, if your soul feels dry, but imagine starting your day like that. This day I will seek you, Lord. This day I'll be looking for signs of your presence. I'll be listening for a word from you. I'll be paying attention for evidence of your, your power and your presence and your spirit and your love in my life. And it's not just about attentiveness. It's a thirst, as the psalmist describes. It's an acknowledgement that, you know, I need God in my life the same way I need water. That's the same way that Psalm 42 starts out. The psalmist writes, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. And this image would have been familiar to the Israelites. This is not like a forest deer. This is not Bambi. This is a desert deer wandering the hills of Judea in the dry season, looking for a small wadi, which was a, a creek bed where occasionally water would, would run. This is a creature desperate for water because its survival depends on it. And that is the psalmist's cry. Like a deer in the desert, I'm desperate for you, O God. I think this is the attitude of those who seek God, seekers. Jesus said in the Beatitudes, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for right relationship with God, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who want only one thing, those of undivided heart, for they shall be shall see God. So here's my question for, for you today, or, or, or maybe the challenge for you today. When you come to church on Sundays, or when you tune in online, or when you open your Bible, do you arrive hungry and thirsty? There's a restaurant in the U.S. called IHOP. I think it stands for uh, International House of Pancakes. I mean, how cool is that? That's my kind of house. But anyway, they, they used to advertise with the slogan, Come hungry, leave happy. <laughs> Come hungry, leave happy. I love that. And uh, on all our church buildings that here at Grace, we have the, the words, Come as you are, written on our buildings. But I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if instead of Come as you are, we said, Come hungry, leave happy. <laughs> because the truth is, as followers of Christ, if we come full thinking that we already have the answers, we already have salvation, we already have what we need, then I think we'll leave unsatisfied, unhappy. Because, and here's the strange thing about hunger for God. Once you taste God, you just get hungrier. Your appetite for God is never satisfied. It's like those chips that you just can't seem to get enough of. You finish the bag and you just want more. No one has ever pushed back from the table of God and said, I just can't eat another bite. Eugene Peterson, uh, author of the Message Translation Bible, uh, he says this, he says, Worship does not satisfy our hunger for God. It whets our appetite. And I thought, isn't that beautiful? Um, I, I love that. And, and also realized that that's how you spell wet with a wet. wet who knew? But anyway, here's what I'm trying to say. Seeking God is not something you do when you're an unbeliever looking for God and then don't have to do anymore because your search ended in Jesus. Jesus is not a piece of information you learn and that's it. Jesus is a person you develop a relationship with and your knowledge of Him is never complete. 
if, so if, if I can just be a little bit honest with you, this is why I kind of I have a problem with some of these so-called YouTube preachers uh, or these pastors or preachers or, or Christians who are kind of so adamant about things. Because I find there's a sort of subtle arrogance like, I have all the answers. And, and, and they tend to think of seeking as part of their past. Their yearning and their thirst seems to have been satisfied. And, and they speak so often of finding God as if they took the initiative. And, and, and as if what they found was not a person, but a secret or an idea or a, or a plan. And, and if you just do what they do or, or what they tell you to do, then you too will discover the secret. And, and this goes both ways on the political spectrum. I and mean, when people describe themselves as woke, I, I get what they're saying. And I think so much of those issues are important issues that we need to discuss and talk about. But even there, it can very quickly move to arrogance and a new form of intolerance where now I'm woke and therefore you don't believe me or if you don't get it like I get it, then you must be asleep. And, and it's just so kind of combative, which is not the way of Jesus. See, this kind of thinking, this thinking that says, you know, my way of thinking is the right way or the only way, I think it's on the rise. And it's very black and white and it's very harsh and it's very authoritative. And, and, and I get why people like it or fall for it because it's just so certain. And, and, and people, you know, we like certainty. We don't like ambiguity or nuance. But, but here's the thing, regardless of where you might fall on the political spectrum, it's just so easy for us as followers of Christ to fall into a trap of being what I call unreasonably certain, where we become arrogant and we stop learning and we lose our humility and therefore our Christ-likeness. That's why the title of my message today, if you're taking notes, if you're listening to this online, the title is Keep Seeking. Keep Seeking. In 2022, never stop seeking because I have and you have not arrived yet. In fact, we haven't even tapped into the surface yet when it comes to discovering all of who God is and what He has in store for us immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And that's not bad news. That's good news because God is so much bigger than us or our limited understanding. The seeking the Bible talks about is the seeking of those who've already been found. St. Augustine, our church, one of our church fathers, he expressed it famously many years ago when he says this, I've tasted you and now I hunger and thirst after you, Lord. And let me just make this very clear. When I say that I'm a seeker, I do not mean that I do not know what I believe. Of course I know what I believe and I stand on those beliefs. But what I mean is that my basic orientation is towards God. That, that I'm looking for more and more of the one I have tasted in Jesus Christ. I'm hungry and thirsty for His reality and His presence in my life. And I experience my love for God as a longing and so again, here's the question, or maybe the challenge for you. Do you arrive with that longing in your heart? Are you thirsty for more of God? Of course, it's not the only emotion we feel when we love God. We may feel thankful or, or comforted or elated or challenged. But, but I can't imagine a spiritual life that doesn't begin with seeking and yearning. So keep seeking, Life Changes Church. Keep knocking, keep worshiping, keep serving, keep loving, keep giving, keep forgiving. 
and in your own life, stay a seeker, stay thirsty, never think you've arrived, and then, and then invite others to join you in your seeking. Amen? Let, let me pause there. A, a few weeks ago, I, I preached on the story of Jehoshaphat from uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Um, and you may, have, you may know the story, but the context is that Jehoshaphat uh, and the people of Israel are being attacked by these three vast armies that had snuck up on them. And they know, or Jehoshaphat knows, there's just no ways they can win this battle. They're outnumbered, they're outgunned. And so in verse th uh, 3, it says this, it says, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And I just love that line. He was alarmed, and yet the scriptures say, he resolved to seek God. You could say he was, I heard some preachers say he was shocked, but he wasn't shook. <laughs> he had a determination to seek God even in the face of an unexpected attack. And he'd made up his mind who he would go to before he even knew what would come against him. And I love that. But then there was this line in verse 12 that, that really struck me. Uh, Jehoshaphat says to God, he says, For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. He knows that. But then he says this, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We do not know what to do, Lord, but we know who to look to. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I love that. Maybe that's a word for someone listening to this today. And maybe you, like Jehoshaphat, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. And, and maybe the battle has come up from behind you and you didn't see it coming and it's bigger than you and, and you don't know how to fight it and you don't know how to fix it. But I want to say to you today, you don't have to know what to do. You only have to know where to look. You don't have to know what to do. You only have to know who to look towards. And for me, that's what it means to keep seeking. Because I can't control, you can't control what comes against you, but you can control where you choose to look. And God says, seek me, seek me first, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added. God says, if you'll choose to change the focus, you'll win the fight. If you'll change the focus and stop looking at how big it is and stop praising me for how great I am, then help is on the way. Amen. And then the crazy thing is what Jehoshaphat does next. I mean, just if we read on in the story, he sets up a choir. It says, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise Him for the splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army. So they're on their way to battle and they set up this choir singing, Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. What a song. But what a weird thing to do, right? I mean, if you think about it, singing is kind of a strange strategy to fight three nations all at once. But here's what God told me to tell you today. You don't have to wait till the battle is won before you decide to give thanks. And again, this is what it means to keep seeking, to keep trusting, to keep worshiping, to keep believing that God is good, even if the circumstances around you or around us may seem otherwise. We're in the middle of a wave. We're, whatever's going on, even when the battle is raging around you, keep seeking, keep trusting. And I'd like to add, keep dreaming. And this is just a personal thing for me, but the word God gave me for 2022 is this word dream. And at first, when I was, I was writing this down and praying, I was like, really God, dream? Do you know what's going on? I mean, and I think it's because I guess I've become scared to dream. 
What if it gets canceled again? What if my flights get postponed? What if that can't happen? What if there's another wave, another shutdown? But I felt like God said to me, you know what? Dare to dream again, Tom. Dare to dream. And that's my prayer for you today, that you would dream again for your families as an individual, for, as a church community. Acts 2, uh, chapter 17, uh, verse 17, you know, sons and daughters will prophesy, young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. I'm not sure when God gave me that word if that means I'm now an old man. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, Rory Dyer, who I know is a dear friend to, to VP and to your church, um, Rory always, you know, says that God always speaks to him through license plates. And I'm like, well, that's great if you're in Joburg because the plates are, you know, GP46, you know, one number. Um, if you're in Durban, it's like ND76593. I'm like, what scripture is that? You know, you got to do an algorithm just to figure it out. But, but just the other day, um, as I was thinking that, a car pulled in front of me with a GP plate um, and it was, it was something, something, 40, GP40. And I just knew in that moment that God was directing me to Psalm 40. And, and this is what Psalm 40 says. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. For many of us, certainly for me, it feels like we've been waiting patiently, like we've been wading through mud and mire. But the promise is this. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, writes the psalmist. And I declare a new song for you in 2022, a hymn of praise to our God. And then here's the result. The psalmist writes, many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. You see, this is not about us. This is because God wants to use us and use you to reach people. Amen. So my message today is to keep seeking. Keep seeking. Let me close with this uh, from Philippians chapter 3. There's this, there's this little kind of revealing moment in the personal testimony of the Apostle Paul that he kind of gives in, in verse 10. And he says this, he says, you know, all I want is to know Christ. All I want is to know Christ. What a, a life statement, a vision statement for your life. But what does Paul mean? Because doesn't Paul already know Christ? I mean, wasn't his message, I know the Messiah and you don't? I mean, he could have said that, but here Paul is saying that knowing Christ is the goal of his life, which he has not yet achieved. He says, I don't say that I've already attained this or reached this goal, but I press on to make it my own. The apostle is saying, I want... I still want to know Him fully. And then he spells it out what that looks like. I want to know the power of His resurrection, His eternal life operating within me. I want to share in His sufferings as a way to know Him. I want to become like Jesus in His death so that I, be I can become like Him in His resurrection life. Paul says, I'm still seeking God in Christ and I will always be seeking Him until the day I see Him face to face. Because now, Paul writes, we see as a dim reflection in a mirror. Now we know in part, but then we will know Him the way He knows us. Friends, this is my experience of the Christian life. A life of continual seeking to know Him and to love Him. Because becoming a Christian is not an on-off switch. 
I saw the light and that's it. I met Jesus and ka-ching, the great transaction is done. Yes, I met Jesus and I'm, my salvation is secure, but I'm sick with love and my love for Him and my longing and they, my joy, it's all one. And as with any tro- true romance, even when I'm with Him, I long for more of Him. But as with any true, true romance, it also takes two to tango. And this is the greatest mystery of, the, of them all. Because the Bible shows us that God is sick with love for us as well. And while we may be seeking God, God is seeking us. He's seeking me and He's seeking you. Isn't that incredible? I hope as you watch this today that you know that in your heart, that God loves you and that He is seeking you. Jesus says to the woman at the well, the Father is seeking, the Father is seeking people who will worship Him in spirit and truth. And then Jesus' definition of His own mission, He says, I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. Like a shepherd seeking a missing lamb, or a woman seeking a missing coin, or a parent seeking a missing child. Christianity is not some game of hide and seek. When we seek Him with all our heart, He will let himself be found. And when we find him, we become convinced that he was seeking us all along. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, which brings life and hope. Lord, I pray for every single person who might be watching this, stumbled on this video, wherever they might be watching from. Lord, I pray that you would Give them a new song to sing in 2022. That you would give them the strength and the courage to dream again. And that, Lord, that we would never stop being seekers, seeking after your face, yearning and longing and thirsting for more of you because we know you have more to give us, more to offer us, more in store for us. And we grab hold of that more today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for having me and it's been a privilege to be with you, Life Changes, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Bye.